Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. The headline reads: CPF investment scheme funds deliver 1.9 percent average returns in the second quarter. We're going to break this down today with Lipa's Asia Pacific Research Head Zaf Feng. Lipa was appointed by the Investment Management Association of Singapore and the Life Insurance Association of Singapore to monitor the performance of all unit trusts and ILPs under the CPF. FIS. So, Safung, Director of Lipa Asia Pacific Research, joining me live now. Welcome to the show, Saf. Hi there, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And also, by the way, if you'd like to uh, get your questions to us and join in the conversation, you can WhatsApp me at nine seven one seven eight eight nine three. Okay, so today we're going to discuss the recent developments in the CPF investment scheme. Look at how it's performed. Look at the various investment instruments under the scheme, the sort of returns we're seeing, and what you need to know before investing with the CPFIS. So quite a packed show for you, Zav. I wonder if we can start with you, maybe outlining for those. Listeners out there who are really unaccustomed to the CPF investment scheme, can you give us a brief idea of what it offers? Okay, the Central Provision Fund is a comprehensive social security saving plan that provided most of the working Singaporeans with a sense of security and confidence for their retirement years. Uh, the retirement scheme actually provides uh, CPF members a monthly income to support basic standard of living during the retirement. It is through lifelong uh, income, healthcare financing, and home financing. And the CPF scheme is aiming to enable most of Singaporeans to have a secure retirement. Uh, the CPF uh, investment scheme gives uh, investors an option to invest ordinary account and special account settings in a wide range of investment to enhance the retirement ethics. And of course, if investors are not very confident of investment on their own, they can also leave their money into the CPF account, which earns risk-free interest. Uh, for more details, I would like to suggest all the investors can look up via CPF's website, there are so lots of information in it. Absolutely. And um, what you can use your CPF to invest in is listed out as well on the CPF website, a complete list of the CPFIS investments, whether it's uh, treasury bills, annuities, ETFs, retail bonds, shares, property funds. It's all listed out there. Today, though, we want to take a closer look at how the CPFIS has done. So positive returns, 1.9% in the second quarter for mm. 2019. Help us understand, Zef, some of the forces that have contributed to these returns. Yeah, of course, especially we have encountered a very dramatic volatile quarter since 2018 Q4. And in 19 Q1, actually, there's a very big rebound for most of the market. However, in Q2, most of the market become very volatile. So the overall performance of CPF IS funds, although it is volatile, but, but it still continue positive, positive return of 1.9% on average for Q2 and almost 10% for the first half of this year. All CPF positive, positive return for 2.21% for one year period and over 26% for three year period. If we look at a comparison, though, between how the CPF investment scheme did in Q1 and Q2, how have you seen the patterns shift? 
Yeah, if for the CPF funds, if the more risky asset type, for example, like uh, equity funds, they are more volatile. If the markets are outperform, then we can uh, have a more effective return. However, if the market is very volatile, we will see that um, you know the equity type will become uh, very volatile. So compared with the different products, they have a different essence. So we should look at uh, for the different risk uh, diversification and also allocation. Okay. And if we look at the geopolitical developments, the shifts, people want to know if uh, the U.S.-China trade war in particular has had any effect on the CPFIS. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, U.S. and China trade war has uh, lasted for over one year, but it hasn't come to yet any concrete conclusion. So uh, I'm not surprised, but uh, this factor will continue affecting most of the market. Uh, however, as I uh, just uh, elaborated tonight, actually the CPFIS scheme, not just only focus on those uh, risk asset type or the product, it also involves like bonds or insurance policy, etc. So I would suggest investors just focusing on their uh, risk diversification and also like allocation. Mm, okay, so make up uh, your own mind when it comes to your risk appetite. Look through the list of the CPF investment scheme products available, whether it's shares, property funds, gold ETFs, uh, unit trust, endowment policies, and help yourself when it comes to diversification. I want to ask you a question that I think is on many listeners' minds listening in. Is now a good time to get started with the CPFIS? Okay, there's never a good time. I would just let the conclusion is that uh, the early, the better. Um, the reason that I say that is because the CPF uh, is a long-term retirement scheme. So if you can collect the money, you know, the early, of course, if it lasts longer, it will accumulate um, more money for your retirement. So, of course, we will uh, suspect if, if there's a good time, if the market is down, if it's a better time. However, uh, we are not the fortune teller, right? So there's, we cannot tell if it's a good timing. But the full long-term investment, if we can do a better asset allocation and risk diversification, I believe for the long run, and if we can accumulate for a long time, you know, the result would be a good result for the retirement. An important thing to keep in mind, listener, as well as the CPFIS returns, any returns you get are going to go back into your CPF account. So ideally, you know, you're investing with the future in mind. Which of the investment products have been found to offer the strongest return so far? Okay, so at the end of June of uh, this year, if we saw um, the Q2 of this year, actually, uh, like Equity Thailand, uh, it has uh, posted almost 9% on average return, which is the best outperforming. And following it was uh, Equity Sector Financials with uh, almost 5% on average. While we saw that the bottom performing was uh, Equity China for almost negative 5%. However, if we look at for the one-year period at the end of this June, the equity Thailand also outperformed for almost 16% on average, and equity Indonesia outperformed over 15% on average, while we saw that equity Asia-Pacific had a negative return of almost 10% on average. But it would take a longer term for a three-year period. Mm -hmm. The equity sector information and tech actually outperformed and deliver almost 90%, 90% for three-year period. Uh, while we saw that uh, actually the, uh, during the same time, the bank global local currency only posted 
for 2.66% for the average. So among the CPFIS funds, the mixed asset funds perform the best? Mostly, uh, it, it depends on the, the different time period. Mm. If we take a lo- longer from one year and three year period, the equity type outperform the other asset type. Okay. And in terms of, of the lease returns, can you give us um, that side of the picture? Yes, of course. Um, for the Q2, uh, we cannot predict that uh, which the sector will be outperforming or underperforming. However, I believe that a few things that we should look at is the global market is quite volatile and also change all the time. So a few things that we need to watch out is that, for example, like the U.S. and trade war is the most important factor that affects most of the global markets. And it will also make most of equity type will become um, very volatile for the next, uh, second half. And the second point will be, of course, the U.S. Fed fund rates, uh, especially the U.S. Fed just cut the rates for the very first time mm. since 2008 to help step over the possibility and economic downturn. I'm personally that uh, predict that there will be another one or two interest rate cut to for the U.S. Fed monetary policy. And the third point, of course, just like in the news, just elaborate um, that um, uh, the Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of U.K., just suspended from the September 9th through the October 14th, giving um, the lawmakers to uh, roughly three weeks to figure out a Brexit deal. So this further development is a very important factors that will affect most of global markets. Okay, and, and if we look broadly at the Q2 results, what do you think uh, investors can take from the results? Okay, so if uh, look at um, the Q2 and the Q1's uh, performance, you know, for, for the next quarter of Q3, actually, I personally will suspect that the uh, performance of all asset different types will become very diverse. So we cannot tell that which asset will be outperforming. So the same uh, procedure that this is for the long term, this mm-hmm. is for the retirement. The most important is not to select the risky asset or non-risky asset. And the most important that you have to do the better asset allocation and the risk diversification. You know, just like our old saying that you shouldn't put all your eggs in the one nest because it is too risky. So it would be better that if the investors can choose different types of uh, products to do a better asset allocation. Um, it, because it's a, it's a long-term investment for your retirement, you shouldn't be focusing on just a very short term. Well, thank you so much for joining us and helping us make sense of the latest performance of the CPF Investment Scheme. He's Sav Fung, Director of Lipa Asia Pacific Research. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.